Indiana football took part in Big Ten Media Day to kick off the season on Tuesday. And excitement was the word of the day for the Hoosiers. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, July 27th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Big Ten Media Day began on Tuesday. We'll carry over into today, but Tuesday is when the Hoosiers took part in it. And as I said, excitement. Uh, kind of a renewed energy were, were some of the key themes for Indiana on the day. We're going to talk a lot about what Tom Allen had to say because it was a very honest, very open version of Tom Allen. Also look at some of the comments from the players as well. Not going to talk a ton about Kevin Warren. We're going to save that for Friday's episode. Uh, just a lot to talk about with Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. He opened up the day um he was one of the the each coach had about 15 minutes at the big kind of presser podium where everybody could ask questions and whatnot. Uh, so he opened the day there and had some interesting notes. He didn't go into a ton of detail there, just with the amount of people that are asking questions. It's a lot of national media as well, but uh, there were some interesting takeaways from that. He said. Basically, there's not going to be a dual quarterback system this year. That's something uh, IU fans have unfortunately seen in the past. He simply said, whoever wins the QB battle is going to be the starter. There will be no dual quarterbacks. Didn't offer a ton of insight into the quarterback battle. If I'm being honest, he wasn't asked a lot about it um, in terms of the battle itself. It's between Jack Tuttle. It's between Connor Bazelik. Um, but that's really all we know right now. It's, it's going to be those two. He said that he didn't. they didn't feel strongly enough after spring practice that one of them had separated themselves, so they're going to go into fall uh, fall camp with, a, with an open battle. So we'll have that to look forward to here starting next week when practice begins. Uh, Donovan McCauley will have some packages at quarterback. A little bit of a surprise, but... Um, Tom Allen reiterated that McCauley came to him to make the switch to wide receiver, uh, but that he is still going to have some special packages at quarterback uh, this season. So just because he's made the switch doesn't sound like, it sounds like we could still potentially see him at quarterback in special situations and special plays and whatnot this upcoming season. Uh, he was asked about McCauley's switch to wide receiver and kind of who is taking him under his under their wing. IU doesn't have really the veteran receiver there to, to do that. What they do have is wide receiver coach Adam Henry, who came in this season from the NFL and says he's been really key in helping him adapt to the new position and, and really highlighted Henry as the guy that has helped uh, McCauley along. Talked about the linebacker position and filling the hole left by Micah McFadden. Um, he mentioned each of the transfers, but interestingly mentioned uh, Deshaun McCullough as someone that they kind of expect to have an impact this season. We've talked about him a fair amount 
a true freshman coming in playing at linebacker is not common, but uh, McCullough is a very talented person. IU has a very big hole to fill. Uh, kind of pair those together, and it sounds like McCullough is going to have some opportunities to get onto the field. Hoosiers were also picked last in the Big Ten East in the preseason poll. Um, Tom Allen said they're going to use that as motivation, and as you would expect, um, he talked a little bit later on in the day uh, at his little podium. Uh, he was asked if, if he kind of feels more comfortable with a team that has low expectations, and while he didn't say that, he says it, it's a more maybe familiar role that they've had. It's easier to get guys motivated when you're the underdog. Uh, so they're going to use that uh, being picked last in the Big Ten East as that motivation, um, as being an underdog. As I said, later on in the day, uh, there were about a dozen individual podiums and with press conferences going on at the same time that, that weren't televised. Uh, Tom Allen had his session very open, very honest, very interesting. It lasted about an hour fielded a lot of questions. Um, he was asked about the decision to become the defensive play caller. Once again, he said it, it honestly just felt weird. Didn't feel right. Not calling plays defensively, especially as things went south on that end last season, he acknowledged that the buck stops with him and, and defense is his expertise. So he wanted to take back control and get things right again and, and get things fixed on that side of the ball. Um, he talked about the non-equitable, equitable was a word he used a couple times, uh, and what he wanted Big Ten scheduling to be and acknowledged that, uh, Big Ten East isn't quite that. He did not right say it, but he danced around it. I'll, I'll say what he didn't want to say. Uh, he wanted a once an equitable schedule said he expects there to be the removal of divisions in the future. It didn't happen this season. They can go away at any point now. It's a Big Ten decision now at this point. The NCAA has made their ruling. So we'll see what the NCAA decides because any move they make next season is going to be short-term because UCLA and USC are going to be joining the year after that. Um, he was asked there, – there was some discussion about last season, a fair amount, because things went really wrong last season. He was asked if there was a point where – he kind of realized how badly things were going. He, he, he said there wasn't necessarily, but he pinpointed that Iowa game that, that they opened the season with as a, a really tough loss. And, and simply the way it happened, he said it was deflating that you have a pick six, you have a, a long touchdown run, you get smacked right away. Uh, you come in with all these expectations and you just get absolutely thumped in the first game. He said it was deflating, and it was a really tough loss for the program. The injuries started mounting after that. Everything just kind of snowballed after that. And um, But he noted that that Iowa game, in the manner it happened, was was really just tough. It was a tough loss, and it, it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, he only talked a little bit about USC and UCLA. He said he was caught off guard by the announcement. It was not something he certainly expected. And excitement was what he expressed. And, and that's what all the coaches talked about. They were excited for adding UCLA and USC to the conference. Uh, Tom Mallon talked about an aspect that I hadn't really considered in that uh, it, 
it allows them to to recruit kids in the in California now. And he said they've already reached out to kids and started talking to kids out west that they wouldn't normally recruit. And that has opened up kind of a new um, pipeline of sorts to recruit some of those kids as well. So um, otherwise, they wouldn't really even look at those kids and spend time recruiting them. But now that that's kind of Big Ten country, um, he he said he's open and starting to recruit some of those kids a little bit. So an interesting wrinkle in there. He was also asked about um, the fact that IU is opening the season with Illinois and it's four times in the last six years they've opened with a big 10 foe and how other programs are not opening uh, the season with conference games as, as frequently as IU is. Uh, It was one of the funnier moments because he acknowledged that it certainly is not a random draw that is leading IU to play these games. He said he, he understands some of the reasoning behind it. Uh, and he was asked if he's talked to the Big Ten at all about it, and uh, he kind of paused and said, no, but maybe I should. Um, it, it's something that IU has had to do more than, than anyone else in this kind of new scheduling, and uh, they, there's been the games against Ohio State, the game against, uh, I mean, the COVID season, everybody opened with a conference game, but it still count the Penn State game. Iowa last year, Illinois uh, this year. So it's something IU is doing that uh, not every other school is doing. It's odd. I, I don't really understand it. I didn't really realize <clears throat> how often IU is doing it versus other teams. Um, we'll see if it continues as they kind of change divisions, add schools, change around the scheduling. But I'm not personally a huge fan of it. Tom Allen didn't seem to mind it. He kind of also acknowledge it's not under his control, so he kind of has to look at the positive at it rather than the negative and complaining about it. Now, one thing, uh, or I guess a couple things, a couple big things he talked about was the uh, a meeting at the end of last season that we talked about and something that the players did to start this season that has him really excited. We're going to dive into both those topics here in a moment. But BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered They also have NCAA football future odds for team wins. If you're feeling froggy and excited after Big Ten Media Day, I use over-under as four wins. So if you think that they're going to contend for a bowl game next season, throw some money down on that one. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Make sure you're subscribed over on YouTube uh, where we premiere the episodes there daily. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. I tweeted all the quotes from Twitter uh, from Big Ten Media Day. Uh, So make sure you're following us at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter. Now, Tom Allen dedicated a pretty large amount of his time talking about a couple notable moments um we mentioned he talked about the iowa game look he talked quite a bit about last season and trying to kind of 
pinpoint where things went wrong at the end of that note. We mentioned before, back in the spring, about a meeting that happened right after the Purdue game last year and the significance of it. A lot of the team leaders came in right after that Purdue game, had a meeting uh, talking about how to avoid having a season like that happen again. Todd Allen gave a lot more details on, on what that meeting was. He said uh, there were a number of people that texted him right after the Purdue game. They they reached out to him. Cam Jones, uh, Taiwan Mullen, Jack Tuttle, even Micah McFadden. Uh, I believe Jalen Williams was another one he mentioned. He mentioned another a number of people. He said there were a number of guys that came that weren't even that didn't even text him, but they said they texted him after the Purdue game, wanting to meet the next morning. And there were some. Uh, they had NFL scouts in basically in Bloomington to meet with families so that they could explain the process of what uh, is going to be happening with the kind of NFL draft. Uh, so while they were juggling, that meant that the meeting had to be really early in the morning. Uh, but everybody showed up, and he said it was about an hour-long meeting uh, where he wanted them to be very honest about what happened and who it, who did it. Uh, he obviously didn't reveal any of the names, the who done it part of it, but he wanted he wanted names, he wanted examples of guys he didn't that the players didn't think were committed to the team last season or, or um, play, players who had moments that stuck out to him. And he said that uh, there were small moments that, that players pointed out, just really small, minuscule moments that, looking back in hindsight, looked a lot worse given how the season played out or, or how that player performed last season. Uh, so he said it was a very open and honest meeting and one that uh was was really positive and uh reassuring in a number of ways to have those guys come in he said kind of in this modern era of uh, transfers and, and things of that nature that the day after the season ends they're going out and recruiting guys they're talking to players trying to keep them from transferring so to get these guys coming in talking to them about next season right away was not something he certainly expected, uh, but something that he was very positive and welcoming and, and optimistic about. So uh, it was certainly interesting to hear some of the details of that meeting and the impact it had kind of moving forward. And to that note, he also mentioned that both Cam Jones and Jack Tuttle uh, came to him together. They had put together a PowerPoint um, that they wanted to show the team about just avoiding what had happened the year before. It wasn't something that Coach Allen had told them to put together. It wasn't something that was assigned to them in any way. They just came to him, said they wanted to do it. Uh, he sat down with them and helped them um, – edit the PowerPoint to, to maybe add a couple things, remove a couple things, change a couple things, but said it, it was their desire. And when they met with the team, that he wasn't a part of it. He didn't want to be a part of it. He wanted it to be led by them. And that was something he talked about. He said one of the keys to being a successful team is that it is a player-led team. And to have that happen, that kind of, leadership happen organically the way it did 
was one of the reasons he's really optimistic about what this team can do uh, moving forward. Tom Allen is naturally an optimistic, energetic person, but just the the energy and the optimism he was showing after a two-win season um, was telling. It was very – it was interesting. Uh, he believes really strongly in this team uh, and is really excited about what they can do. He said there's a different vibe around this team that wasn't really there last year. And, again, not necessarily pointing fingers, but it, there's just a different feel to this team. Hopefully it means that – Last year was a flash in the pan, and they'll be able to get back on track this season. But very open, very honest uh, from Tom Allen throughout the day, but particularly when talking about last season uh, and the offseason kind of moving forward into this one. So really interesting stuff from him on the day. Players spoke as well. Tywin Mullen, Cam Jones, A.J. Barner. We'll look at some of their comments on the day and some stuff that stuck out from them as well here in just a moment. So the player interviews went on simultaneously. So I cannot be in three places at once. I stayed with Taiwan Mullen and watched his interview. Uh, It was a very interesting one. Uh, I got quotes for Cam Jones and AJ Barner from Twitter uh, as well, but when it came to Taiwan Mullen, um, he was asked about why he came back. He, there were a number of reasons. He mentioned having his brother there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Having his brother come to the program, um, he wanted to get his degree, but most importantly, said he couldn't leave on the note of a two and ten season, and, and that was something that he talked about the kind of narratives that came with the two win season and and how his wording was something along the lines of people must have forgot what we did in 2019 and 2020. So uh, he's a, he, he seemed very motivated to prove people wrong after what happened last season. Uh, To that note, he said he was feeling great physically, spiritually, and mentally. Uh, He was ready to go. He was waiting for that question. He laughed when it was asked. He said he couldn't wait to answer that question because he feels great, which is huge news for Indiana to say the least. Talked about his younger brother being in the program. Was asked a couple different times about it. He said it's made him go harder uh, because he knows his brother is watching him even when he doesn't realize it. His brother is paying attention to him. And so it's made him go harder. It's made him stay on his toes. Uh, but he absolutely loved, uh, He's lo- he said he's loved having his brother around with the program. Said he's had to play good cop and bad cop at times. If the coaching staff gets on him, he has to play the good cop. Uh, if the coaching staff is being nice to him, he has to play the bad cop. Uh, but he has been there to, to help lead him, help teach him. And uh, you could see his face uh, light up every time he got to talk about his little brother as well. So, um that was that's certainly been a highlight for him so far this season, but Taiwan just had a, a confidence to him that was noticeable, uh, kind of similar to Tom Allen. Um, he talked about the importance of getting back to Indiana's identity, uh, swarming the ball, making plays on the ball. If the ball's in the air, get to the ball. 
the balls on the ground get to the ball, um, things of that nature. So those were things that were missing. I use a, a defense that's really excelled at takeaways when they're at their best under Tom Allen, and that wasn't there last season. So that's something that uh, Mullen said Coach Allen's talked about is just getting the team back to their identity, which probably is also a reason why Tom Allen wanted to take over the defensive play calling as well last season. Cam Jones, kind of to that note, said the defense has an edge and a swagger that was missing from last season, um, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, I, I thought the defense, I've said this many times, was put in no-win positions quite often, but uh, I thought there were moments when they played really well, um, especially early in the season after that Iowa game, uh, which, I mean, they were always going to look good against Idaho uh, I thought they played well in the first half against Cincinnati, but to his, I mean, to his point, there weren't a lot of moments later in the season where there was that edge and that swagger. So um, he said that he's tested guys through the spring, really hitting guys hard during spring practice, said everybody kept getting back up and, and that's a sign to him of, of a really strong, really good team. Funny quote from him. He said, uh, quote, if Tom Allen told me to go run through a brick wall right now, I'll just do it, no questions asked, because that's how much I believe in everything he has to say. That belief has been there amongst his players, but just your latest reminder of how much these guys look up to Tom Allen and and the impact he has on them. A.J. Barner, a couple, well, one really interesting note. Uh, He said there's more options in Walt Bell's offense uh, than there were last season. Um, Barner says he often can change his path mid route depending on the coverage, which um, I think is encouraging, especially if you can get receivers and quarterback on the same page. If everybody's reading things right, it, it means that it should lead to more openings, uh, having kind of a more flexible um, offense to that point. It requires there to be a lot of chemistry that, there is a little bit of worry it might not be there uh, with a new quarterback and a whole host of new wide receivers and things of that nature. All the guys were asked about players that stood out, breakout potential players. They all gave a lot of different answers. Sean Shivers was a name that was mentioned many times over. I think each of the players mentioned him, which is really encouraging, really interesting. Uh, Taiwan specifically was asked for one player that stood out for him and proceeded to name about a dozen. Uh, so uh, there were a lot of players he he mentioned um, that have stuck out to him. Um, most of them were defensive backs. Um, Jalen Williams himself, um, Cam Jones mentioned a couple defensive linemen, uh, said the whole offensive line. Sean Shivers, he mentioned. So there's a lot of guys he talked about, uh, some young players as well. Tom Allen mentioned, was asked about punt returning now that David Ellis is, well, not punt, punt and kick returning, now that David Ellis is not going to be around. Uh, that was a role he had. He mentioned a whole host of people. DJ Matthews among them mentioned a couple different true freshmen, Omar Cooper. Uh, was one of them, the wide receiver out of Indianapolis, uh, as guys that could come in and do it. Uh, he noted, I mean, obviously, kick returning is a lot different than punt returning, but 
Um, he mentioned a whole host of, of people that could come in and potentially do that. Bryant Fitzgerald, the, the defensive back, was another one among them. James Mons uh, was another one. So a lot of guys that could come in and be that explosive playmaker. Obviously, DJ Matthews had a punt return for touchdown last year, had a couple big returns before his injury, but that was also where he got injured. So we'll see if that is something he's open to doing next season, assuming he is healthy. Really exciting day. Has me really excited for college football once again. I've been in a college basketball mode, but being a part of Big Ten Media Day, hearing all of the IU coaches, players speak, has me really excited for college football again, which is good because it is coming up on us now. As I mentioned, uh, well, first I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to be back with you on Friday. I want to talk uh, kind of more in depth about what Kevin Warren had to say uh, during his opening presser because there's a lot of interesting um, comments he made, obviously about the expansion within the conference, um, what the future might hold, things of that nature. So we're going to dive into all that in Friday's episode. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten. I'll be on there tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about Big Ten Media Day. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. All that helps us out a ton uh, if you can do so. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Wednesday in LEO.